eyes to see. We're talking today about spiritual vision, not just having clear natural vision, but clear spiritual vision. I want to show you that this is how God wants us to live our life, and this is an inheritance for the children of God. Amen? In 2 Corinthians 4.18, he says, and they might not have the scriptures because literally God was like downloading things this morning. So it was a different morning. 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are just temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. God's more concerned about spiritual things than he is about natural things. And he tells us, let's look at the things that are not seen because they're eternal. Not so much the things that are seen. Well, to the common mind, that's like, what in the world is he talking about? What he's talking about is that you not only have natural vision, but you also have the Holy Spirit's manifesting. You not only have natural vision, but you have spiritual sight as well. And he actually wants you to exercise and use your spiritual sight and see the things of the unseen kingdom, unseen to the natural world, the kingdom of God. He wants us to see in the spirit, amen, the things that are eternal, the things of the kingdom of heaven. God saying that we can look at what can't be seen with the natural eye. Amen? How can we look and see something that's spiritual with spiritual eyes? Well, how can we look with spiritual eyes unless he already gave them to us? We are children of God. We are created in his image. We are created in his likeness. And don't tell me that he can't see things to come. He says he knows the beginning to the end. That means he can see in the spirit. Amen? And so he created us in his image and likeness. And the Holy Spirit and the scriptures, are gonna, you're going to see it in, in the word of God today. I'm, I'm proving it to you by the word of God so that your eyes can be open to see and take hold of that which belongs to you as a child of God. This is not a special gifting for Austin or for Amber or for Nilda or for Pastor Nick. This is not just a special gifting that God has given some and that they should operate in that gifting. This is the inheritance of the children of God that we could see the unseen world so that we can operate in the kingdom of heaven as children of God. Amen. Whew. Isaiah 43, 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Don't you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Now, this is really interesting. How can you see something that hasn't already been done? I'm about to do something new. See it? Don't you see it? I'm about to do something new. What is he, he saying? He's saying you're a child of God and you should be able to see in the spirit what he's about to do. How in the world can we do that? We have spiritual eyes to see. And he goes on to say what he is going to be doing in the future. I'm going to cause... cause uh, create rivers in the dry wasteland, and I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness. 
And so the minute he says that, suddenly our eyes, spiritual eyes, or our, our supernatural imagination be, should be able to close our eyes, or we should be able, our natural eyes, and we should be able to see that in the spirit, what his word is painting. Close your eyes. Look at the desert. Now he says, I will create rivers in the desert. See the river? He says, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Do you see that pathway? What are you doing? You're using your spiritual eyes. Okay, go ahead and open them. He's telling us, I want you to start looking at that which is not seen with the natural eye. I want you to start seeing my word, whatever I'm saying by my word or by my spirit. I need you to tap into this. Look at the things that are not seen. Stop focusing on the things that are natural because this stuff's going to pass away. What is most important to me is the things of the spirit. This is where he leads his children, where he guides his children, where he directs our footsteps and they're ordered of him. It's all in the spirit. He doesn't do it naturally. He's not physically moving my feet. He shows me something in the spirit, and I go forth and I set my hand to it or my foot to it in the natural, then it comes to pass. So many people, and the Lord told me this, so many people don't put weight on what he shows them spiritually. They brush it aside as if, oh, that was just a dream. Oh, that was just a thought. Oh, that was just an imagination. When really, those are your spiritual eyes. And he's revealing, as long as it's scriptural, he's revealing you things to come. He's revealing to you the heart of the Father. He's showing you what the enemy's up to so that you'll be protected. Amen? So what God is saying here is look with the eyes of faith. And see with the eyes of faith. What are the eyes of faith? Spiritual eyes. At what God is saying by his spirit. So now let's read that again with that knowledge. I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. He's declaring what he's going to do. What is he doing? He's speaking by the Spirit of God, and he's painting a picture so that you can see with your spiritual eyes what he's going to do. Why? Because the minute you see something in the Spirit, you now have the power and the ability to create with your mouth declarations, speaking the Word of God. You create. You're a creator. When it's in line with the word of God and the, the word that God is showing you or revealing to you by his spirit or through his written word that he's speaking to you, if you can see it, you can have it. Hallelujah. God is saying, look with the eyes of faith. See with the eyes of faith what God is saying in his word by his spirit. Hebrews 11.1, 1, we know it. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not yet seen. Well, that doesn't make sense to the natural eye, to the natural person. Faith sees with the eye of faith ahead of time what God's word says that it's going to come to pass. Faith sees what God's showing them as a reality even though the natural circumstance says 
but, but, but the feelings are still there, but it looks like I still have this ailment, or but it looks like my marriage is not repaired, or but it looks like my kids are still getting into trouble. Faith sees with the eye of faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. Faith sees with the eye of faith, with spiritual eyes, that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Faith sees it, faith believes it, and faith speaks it, and faith expects to see the manifestation of the word of God. Why can we expect it? Because God's not a liar. So here's the thing. When God shows you something by the spirit of God, dream, vision, revelation, divine encounter, trances, um, the word of God, the, the, the prophecy, whatever way he's showing you, he can show you through speaking. He can throw you, show you through an imagination. He can show you through any of these roots. When he shows you something with your spiritual eyes, you can expect that that word will not return void. You can expect that it's coming to pass because he doesn't lie. And so often we think it's just the, 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 the written word, but the thing is he's always, everything he says through dream, vision, revelation is always going to line up with the word of God. I had a vision um, I had a vision this weekend. I got to go to a conference, and I had a vision of, I was just sitting there worshiping, and all of a sudden I saw Jesus, and I'm at the throne of God because I always see myself there because he says, come boldly to my throne room. So when I'm worshiping God, I go right to his throne room. What am I doing? I'm seeing with the eye of faith. God didn't necessarily give me that, imag or that imagination or that, that vision. I'm just straight up jumping in with the eye of faith, with my spiritual eyes, and reenacting what the word of God says. So you can do that, but then there's other times he initiates. So by the faith, the spiritual eyes of faith, I'm acting out the word of God, and I was at the throne room, and I'm just worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, he initiated a vision. And in this vision, he came down off the throne, the stairs, and he grabbed my hand and brought me up onto the throne. And he walked the throne of God in front of the, in front of the seats of the Lord, and he walked with me hand in hand, Jesus. And he's just speaking to me, telling me, you'll go where I go. You'll speak what I speak. You'll release where I say to release. And he lifted my hand and uh, raised it in the air, okay? But later on, and, and I don't have it right in front of me, but later on in that day or, or maybe the next day, he revealed to me it was really simply a scripture. Oh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And at the right time, in due season, you will reap if you faint not. And another version says, and he will lift you up. And hallelujah, what did he do? Exactly, I, I've been humbling myself. And, and you know, I, I don't think anything of myself, but, but, but I just want to do what he wants me to do. And, and how do you do that? You lay your life down, and, and it doesn't matter what things look like. You're still going to pursue God. You're still going to do what he wants you to do, no matter what things look like, no matter what things feel like. You're going to put him first. And he says, seek ye first, and I'll add all these things unto you. So I just continue to do this, and all of a sudden, I'm there just worshiping God like everybody else, and all of a sudden, I have this vision of him lifting me up. It's just a scripture, though. So everything he shows you by the Spirit of God, shows you things to come, reveals the heart of the Father, it's a scripture. He's always going to be in line with the word. So you can always compare it. If you wonder, ask the Lord for confirmation. If you wonder if it's the Lord, it's a training ground. 
But you'd want to hide God's word in your heart so that when you need that confirmation, usually it just pops up out of your spirit. Two or three scriptures will come. Hallelujah. So God doesn't want us to focus on what's in the natural because, you know, the enemy, he's here. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. John 10.10. But Jesus has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Part of us tapping into that abundant life is is doing and, and, and seeing and speaking and coming to line with what he's showing you as a child of God. But if you're not paying attention or if you're looking so much at the natural, which is the opposite of what he tells us to do, then you're not going to see the next step. You're not going to be warned about the next step, about what the enemy's up to. And then you can't blame God. When he told us, look at the things that are not seen, because these things are eternal. Amen? So I just want to show you a few examples in the word of God that seeing in the spirit is something that belongs to us and in some ways that it can look, okay? Genesis 28, 10 through 17, this is really vital to you being able to really operate in the spirit and be led by the spirit of God. We know the story of Jacob's ladder, but I'm going to read it. Genesis 10, 10 through 17, Jacob left Beersheba and he set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones, real cushy pillow, he put it under his head and laid down to sleep. I'm glad we're not in that day. <laughs> he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth with its top reaching to heaven, and angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give you your descendants on this land which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will be spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and all these people on the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you, and I have done what I have promised you, until I have done what I have promised you. Remember, he watches over his word to perform it, whether it's through a dream, vision, revelation. He spoke a word in a dream. He's speaking and and Jacob's seeing in the spirit through a dream. And he's also hearing in a dream what God's saying. Amen? And so then when Jacob woke up from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. He was, um, he was afraid, and he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God that is a gate of heaven. Revelation comes when God speaks and shows you things to come. Revelation comes, and, and, and the Holy Spirit reveals the plans and purposes of God to his children, but we have to have an ear to hear and an eye to see what he's saying to the church. If we're not looking in the spirit and we're so focused on the natural and the circumstances in the natural, you will be oblivious to what's going on in the spirit. And it will be to your dismay. So God wants us focused on things that are unseen. Amen. So spiritual sight can be a number of different things. Um, spiritual sight can be dreams like Jacob had. And it's 
it's still God's will, you know, plan for you, revealing his plan for you. It's still, a lot of times it's, it's a warning of the enemy's tactics for you. But God opens, he gives spiritual eyes, and he opens spiritual eyes and gives us dreams and visions and revelations because um, the word, what do we see people having? Dreams, visions, revelations, encounters, whatever, prophecies. Let me just say this, that, that that's not for back in the day because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he still speaks in the same ways. He hasn't changed. Oh, it's New Testament. Suddenly he's a new person. He totally has a totally different behavior, totally different personality. No, he's the same person. Just because I turn 40 doesn't mean I'm a totally different person. I still feel like I'm 20. <laughs> My dad always said that. You're the same you, aren't you? Right? We can work on ourselves and, and do a little changing, but, but for the most part, things we like, things we dislike don't change. And so it is with God. And, and the way we, we conduct ourselves, we, the way we speak, and, and, and the, the, the way we um, iterate what we, what we feel really doesn't change. We kind of express ourselves in the same way we did when we were 20, unless some maturity happened. So hopefully that happens. But okay, 2 Kings 6, 15 through 17. Another example. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, now um, they're faced with a battle. Oftentimes kingdoms were faced with battles. And they're calling upon um, the prophet to look to the Lord as to what are they going to do. The king's servant comes to the prophet Elisha as a, as a messenger from the king, okay? So when the servant of the man of God came up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots surrounded the city. Oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked, and Elisha's response was, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So Elisha is perceiving, seeing with the eye of faith, seeing in the spirit, not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. And therefore, he could have boldness with that. He could have assurance everything's going to be okay, no matter what it looks like in the natural. Okay, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes so he may see. What, in the natural? Because he's already seen what's in the natural. No. He says, Lord, open his eyes so that, he, and eyes, mind you, eyes that he already had. Not, Lord, give him eyes, but Lord, open the eyes that you gave him to see in the spirit. Open his eyes that he may also see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked in the hills full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. So we already have spiritual eyes, and some of us just aren't using them very much. And some of us, the reason, you know, is because we're focused so much on the natural that we're not seeing in the spirit what God is saying to the church, to the people of God. 
and this is accessible to us, but, but in this instance, this young man, he hasn't been using his spiritual sight. He didn't know it was available. Today, you are not going to be destroyed any longer for a lack of knowledge because today you're getting the revelation that this belongs to you right now. Amen? It's not just for the special people. It's not just for the Old Testament because Jesus is the same. Like we said, yesterday, today, and forever. This is part of our inheritance as children of God to be able to see in the spirit what the Father's doing and what the Father's saying. Look at this. Jesus was with his disciples and he's instructing them. In John 16, 13 through 17, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, the Holy Spirit, the revealer of what's the truth, even though the devil lies, he prowls around seeking who he may devour. He's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to wreak havoc and make things look like a mirage, make things look like you're sinking, make things look like it's going to die, make things look like um, all hell's breaking loose in your life, your family, your finances, whatever the case might be. The devil's painting a lie. How does he do it? He does it through circumstance and makes you believe what he's doing is real. But God says, don't look at the things which are seen, but look at the things that are eternal. Look at what my word says. Look at the kingdom of heaven because this rules and reigns over all that stuff. We're seated together with Christ in heavenly places, and from this place we rule and reign. How can we rule and reign if we're not looking at the things which are unseen? Because if we're looking at the things which are unseen, we will be able to see the enemy. We'll be able to see the tactics, and we'll be able to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind with the keys of the kingdom. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you unto all truth. How? He shall not speak of himself, but he shall, whatever he shall hear, he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. And he shall receive of me, and he will show it unto you. That's two times now. And the things that are the Father has are mine. Therefore I said, he will take care of what is mine, and he will show it unto you. That's three times. In a little while, you won't see me. And again, a little while, you will see me. Because I go to my Father. Well, why in the world and how in the world would we see him if he's in heaven. Well, we have spiritual eyes. In a little while, naturally speaking, you won't see me. But then because the spirit of truth comes, you will see me. Because he's the spirit of truth and he reveals the things of the spirit. The things of the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that so simple and so good? But yet, if you're not a believer, you're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You don't understand this unless you're operating in some kind of wrong spirit. You know, the kingdom of hell might be, you know, operating and, um, and you'll see things of the kingdom of hell, which we don't want to see. Well, unless God shows us and we take authority over it. Okay? So, a little while you will not see me, and again a little while you shall see me because I go to my Father. Then some of his disciples among themselves are saying, what in the world? <laughs> what is he saying to us? A little while you shall not see me, and in a little while you shall see me because I go to my Father, and Jesus ends up explaining it to them. Like, yeah, because when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to show you things to come. He's going to reveal, which is, again, show you the heart of the Father, show you the plans and purposes, show you the future, all by the spirit of God. 
Hallelujah. I just think it's so interesting. In Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3, the prophet Habakkuk, Habakkuk? I don't claim to pronounce all these correctly. Okay. I will stand upon my watch. It's his turn to, like, watch and pray. It's his turn to, like, watch over the city, okay? I will stand upon my watch. Set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see. This is so interesting to me. I will watch to see what he will say unto me. Do you get that? When he shows you something, he's actually saying something. I will watch. So you have to be persistent to look at the things which are not seen. you got to watch for it. you got to be, be looking for it. You can't be, um, oh, if God wants to do it, he'll do it. I mean, sometimes he initiates. But really, you're acting out the word of God. You're seeing with the eye of faith that his word is true. I will watch. Upon my tower, you could say upon my prayer time. Upon my prayer time. I will watch and see what God says to me today. I'm going to go to glory culture, and I'm going to watch and see what God says as I'm still and know he is God. Amen? Okay. He says what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. And the Lord answered me and said... Write the vision. Huh. So God gives him a vision that he can see, and he's supposed to write it out because it's instruction that he hears from this vision. And make it plain upon tablets so that he may read it and run with it. For the vision is for yet an appointed time. In other words, God's showing him the future. He's revealing the future plan that God has. So he would never know any of this if he wasn't first watching in his prayer time and seeing and listening what God was saying. So this prayer is a lot more than letting your requests be made known unto God. Prayer is being still And knowing he is God and hearing what the Father or what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church and what the Father say or what the Holy Spirit is saying um, and and what he's hearing the Father say and what he's seeing the Father doing in the earth, that's what prayer is. You're in fellowship. You're in conversation with Jesus. You're on the telephone and you're not doing all the talking because otherwise you're never going to hear what he's saying on the other end of the line. Some of us need to stop talking. Or you'll never get the direction that you've been searching for for years. Okay. No. I keep it up. Keep it up all the time. All right. So isn't it interesting that he's watching and seeing what the Lord is saying? So when God gives you a dream, a vision, a revelation, an encounter, a visitation, he's actually saying something. A couple weeks ago I had a... This is proof that this is all real. <laughs> but a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a time with the Lord. I was worshiping the Lord, fellowshipping with the Lord, waiting on the Lord. And I was just sitting there in my prayer, my new little office downstairs where I have fish now. Anyways, I'm sitting there, worshiping God, and his presence came into the room. 
And so I just be stilled myself. And all of a sudden, this is one of those he initiates kind of things. Jesus came into the room with a closed spiritual vision, not like I see you, because that's natural. It wasn't open vision like that. But again, I wasn't initiating this. I wasn't imagining it. It just happened. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, right in front of me, Jesus came and sat on my footstool. And so I'm having, what, spiritual vision. How? Because I have eyes to see. And how do, and, and, and with these eyes to see, because I'm in the Spirit, I'm able to see what the Holy Spirit's showing me the Father's doing or what the Father's saying. Okay? And so Jesus is there, and when I see something much like this prophet, I'm watching and seeing what he's saying. So I see Jesus, and he's telling me, daughter, I'm here to tell you that there's troubles and trials ahead. And then I heard the Holy Spirit. It was the most interesting thing because Jesus is there, and the Holy Spirit's there to reveal what this, on the Father's heart what the Father's doing. But then the Holy Spirit says to me, ask him again why he's here. And then I said, okay, I just heard him, but okay. What are you here for, Jesus? What is it you're saying? And I heard him say again, but more elaborate. He said, daughter, the road that you're on is not an easy one. For in this world there will be trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. You are not greater than your master. And I too endured trials, temptations, tribulations, but I didn't let them move me, you know? Like Paul, these things don't move me. So he elaborated on there's things ahead, but you don't have to worry. And he ended up saying, I'm with you always. And he showed me him with me when I was doing dishes, walking the halls of my house, putting laundry away, like just natural things. But he showed me that he was with me all the time. No matter what it is I'm going through, no matter what it is I'm doing naturally, he's with me. And he encouraged me, but man, you know... <laughs> I could bluff away that as nothing. Oh, my mind was just imagining that. Oh, you know, oh, what if that wasn't real? Whatever, whatever. However, when God does something, when God says something, when God is the one who's revealing the heart of the Father, it will prove out. And what do you know? And I wasn't even looking anymore. Like, I mean, I should have been way more proactive, like Pastor Nick said on Wednesday night. I should have been way more proactive when he came to tell me ahead his trouble. I should have been way more proactive and started, you know, building up, you know, walls of intercession. I mean, I know you guys are praying for me and everything, but just really diving in and being proactive and loosening the angels and pleading the blood. Like, I should have been way more proactive. He came to warn me of things to come so that I would do something about it. And I probably didn't do as much as I should, even though I did some. Because, I mean, you don't get a visitation like that every day for nothing. It's because something big's ahead. And so, anyways, the whole point is, he came as a revelation encounter to speak to me, to show me things, to come, much like this prophet here talking about how he comes or how he sees what the Father's saying. So I was seeing Jesus, but I was also hearing what he's saying to me. And in it was, tell me about the future. Tell me about tactics of the enemy. 
And I know the word, so I know what I should be doing about that. Amen. So when God reveals to you plans or purposes of his heart, or he reveals to you plans or purposes of the enemy, we have a job to do then. That is him directing and guiding your footsteps so that they will be ordered of the Lord. But if, if, if your footsteps are to be ordered of the Lord, you're going to have to watch and see what he's saying. You get what I'm saying? Like the prophet couldn't um, know what to pray for unless he heard and saw what God was saying. Psalm 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives, and he's going to direct us by giving us ears to hear. He already did. Giving us eyes to see. He already did. And show us by the Spirit of God what it is he's saying, what it is he's doing, so that we can have our footsteps ordered of the Lord. I, I believe we're in an acceleration, and simply because it's the Word of God, it's the last days, and he said in, in the Word of God, let me just zoom through here, um... In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. So no one is exempt. It's not for the specials. It's not for the fivefold. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and their daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. Right there in the book of Acts, in the, the New Testament, this is for us people. You are going to have dreams. You are going to have visions. I have a little bit of both because I'm middle-aged. Okay, but this is accelerating. Why? Because we're in the last days. So you should expect to see dreams, visions, revelations from heaven. Why? Because your footsteps need to be in these last days ordered of the Lord. Because the enemy is prowling around seeking who he may devour. Who's more likely to get attacked? The one who doesn't see him. The word of God tells us to watch and pray so that you will not enter into temptation. So what is he saying? He's saying he's going to show you ahead of time the tactics of the enemy, the temptations of the enemy, and you're supposed to build up a hedge of protection around yourself. You're supposed to speak the word. You're supposed to bind the enemy when he shows you these things. And stand firm in your faith without wavering knowing he's going to bring you through that storm like we talked about a few weeks ago. So the Holy Spirit, this is accelerating because it is the last days, like the word says. In these last days, I will pour out my spirit. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. Increase in spiritual dreams, the revealing of the enemy's plans, the revealing of God's plans for us and his future for us is increasing and you have eyes to see, and you have ears to hear what the Lord is speaking. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Well, part of our hearing is seeing, as we see in the word of God. He said, I looked for what the Lord is saying. It's the same thing. Because when he says something, it can also paint a visual picture. Or when you see something, you can hear what he's saying. It's a two-in-one. So there's an acceleration because the people of God need to know the plans and purposes of God. Amen? It's increasing. 
So in 1 Kings 18, another illustration, 18, 44 through 46, and Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. He's saying this by faith because he knows he's praying for it. When Ahab went off to eat and drink, Elijah climbed up to the top of Carmel, <laughs> the mountain. He bent down on the ground, put his head and his face between his knees, like he's seeking the Lord, okay? And he's seeking and he's looking with the eye of faith for the answer. What is God saying? What is God doing? I'm looking. I'm expecting to see something as I pray. So he actually, it says, he, he sends out his servant, go look towards the sea, he says to his servant. And he went up and looked and there was nothing there. And he did this seven times and Elijah says, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud the size of a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, the heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. Jezreel? Jezreel. Um, good enough. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah, tucking his cloak into his belt so he doesn't trip. He ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. He passed up horses and chariots supernaturally. He saw, he looked with the eye of faith for the answer of what God was saying. When you're in prayer and believing for something, he's specific in what he's believing for. He's praying for rain. Ha! I just had a revelation. <laughs> I'm trying to get it. Ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, and he will send bright clouds. When you ask, you should be looking for it. And I'm not just talking about ask the Lord rain, but many of us are praying for revival, outpourings of God's spirit. When you're asking, you should be seeing it with the eye of faith. And the minute you see the cloud, Jump on in because the rain is about to come down. I feel like I can fly. And I hear a song in my head, I believe I can fly. <laughs> I'm soaring. Okay. How will you see unless you're looking for it? And sometimes we just do need to close our eyes and pray. Why? So you stop looking at what's seen. I believe that that was set in motion so that we would shut down to the world and look at what is unseen. And take it. And the reason I told you that, that, that vision that was very personal to me, and I teach often what I'm going through anyways, but is there's weight on it. God says, stop 
diminishing the things that he's showing you because every time he gives you a dream, a vision, a revelation, he's speaking to you by the spirit of God. He's showing you things to come. He's revealing the heart of the father and God says it's time to put weight on what I'm saying and what I'm showing you. It's reality. The kingdom of heaven is more of a reality than, than the earth and what we see and what we feel. Your body says one thing, but God says by Jesus' stripes you were healed over 2,000 years ago. The, the enemy comes in like a flood, but the Lord says he raises up a standard against him. He may try different things, but the Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper. That means you're coming out on the other side free with victory. Amen. Believe what the word says and see it with the eye of faith. What would it look like? Last year, this time, January, um, about a month ago, we were on our 20th anniversary. Um, well, it was going to be our 20th anniversary. We were planning a trip for that. And uh, was it last year? Okay, and we both got the virus. And you know, at that time, you couldn't travel somewhere like that unless you tested negative and proved it. And uh, so by all natural means, we had booked this thing that we paid for with no insurance that it looked like we're, we're not going to be able to go because we're going to have to go to the CVS, get the test and get a negative and present it to the airport. We're clear. Well, we came down and we waited as long as we possibly could, um, I think two or three days before the, the trip. And... Um, Oh, wait, let, before we even did that. So I wanted to go on this trip, and God gives us the desires of our hearts, okay? And I said, Clay, can you believe with me? I mean, is your faith there where I can pray with you? Can you believe with me? Because the Bible says if any two of you agree, it will be done of our Father which is in heaven. And he said, yes, I can believe with you. So we prayed in agreement. And then I was spending random time in prayer with the Lord. Again, everything looks like we're not going to go because we already tested positive. And, and uh, anyways, and it's only like five or six days before we were supposed to leave and we have this thing. And, um, well, and I got it first and then Clayton got a little bit later. So then that kind of pushes us back a little bit further with getting the negative result. Not that whatever we believe the enemy, but it's just, it's the world, you know, we're in this world, but not of it. So anyways, so we prayed in agreement, and, and if I believe that God's word is true, then I'm going to believe that it's done, right? I'm spending time with the Lord, and all of a sudden, a tongues and interpretation, very specific, comes to me, and out comes a laughter. I don't do that. I don't do that fakely. It, it just comes when, when God's laughing. And basically, God said, because you asked in agreement, it's done. And he said, and you will rejoice, and you're going to laugh how I worked this thing out. And I was like, holy cow, it's totally happening. Like, we're going to make plans, and even though we go to see, so we're excited. I told Clayton what happened, and we went, and we made plans to go. We have our suitcases packed, you know, whatever, and we go to CVS, and um, mine ends up being negative. Oh, no, no, wait, we didn't even know. Nothing came back. So it's, we're waiting. You have to get your things 72 hours before you go. So the results aren't coming back. The results aren't coming back. The results aren't coming back. 
So they're totally delayed, and we're going to the airport in faith. We don't even have results, period, let alone we kind of know they're going to be negative. I mean, what they're going to say <laughs> because we had the home test. Anyway, so, but God said. We acted upon God's word. Oh, and let me say this because this, this is very important about seeing. So when God spoke that to me, he said, what will you do when you go to Hawaii? And he said, look at it. See it. So I saw us in a boat. I saw us on a beach. I saw these things with the eye of faith. I don't know. I, I didn't know the full revelation of the fact that I was, you know, bringing to pass God's, God's word to me through seeing in the spirit. And uh, we got our test, uh, and we took the test and, and didn't get results, but we're acting upon God's word. I'm talking like faith is the substance of things hoped for. We're hoping to go to Hawaii, but the evidence of things not yet seen. We couldn't see the results. We literally couldn't see it, but we believed what God was saying. So we pack our base, go to the airport, and we tell them, and me and Clayton were like, I don't know why, but we have like supernatural peace. God must be working. So we go to the thing and we're like, we don't have results yet, but we're headed to Hawaii. And they're like, oh, that's right. You don't need to worry about it till you're in Dallas. So we're going to check you in. Um, so go ahead and go to Dallas. So we go to Dallas and we're like, okay, we're halfway there. What's going to happen next? We're totally just by, I mean, this is talking by faith, but acting on, on God's word, believing and seeing in the spirit, what God is saying, what he has said. And so, because sometimes, guess what? You got to step out of the boat and act on what he has shown you in the spirit. Okay? And so we saw in the spirit what we're supposed to do, and he said something about it. Okay? So anyway, so we get to Dallas, and we go to the, the person after we get off the plane. We're like, we, and our phone, you know, we keep checking, because you're supposed to get the email that you got this negative result. So we're planning on because God said. And uh, no response, no response, no response, nothing's happening. So we get off the plane. Neither of us have a response on our email. And we go to the desk and we say, we don't have results. They haven't come. And we can't, they say we can't go to Hawaii without it. And they said, well, we're the only airport in all the United States that has a testing place. You get it back in one hour. Well, we had an hour and a half. So hopefully there's no line. So we book it down. I mean, that's a miracle anyways. But we book it down to this place because, I mean, here we're waiting a number of days and we still haven't gotten results and this place is going to do it right on the spot. So um, we go and we take the test. <laughs> this is so God. I know. <laughs> we take the test. And while we're waiting, we get the ding on our phone. Well, my result was negative because, like I said, I had gotten it a few days earlier, so I had more time to recover. So my result from CVS was negative, but his on the phone was positive. We wouldn't have been going had we gotten those results on time. But here we are acting in faith. We go to the airport, get this test done, getting this thing, this result, negative report of the enemy, the devil's a liar. And um, 
we get, they call us up and so we go and get our results and both of us look at the thing and they both say negative. God told me and then we were shouting victory and laughing just like the tongues and interpretation did. Why am I telling you that? Because in the face of circumstance, no matter what it looks like in the natural, God says, look at the things that are not seen, what I'm speaking, what I'm telling you, more than the things that are seen. Because the things that are not seen are eternal. They're kingdom things. And, and these are the things that are prominent over the things that are seen. Whatever God's telling you in his word, whatever promises he's made to you, start seeing it with the eyes of faith. What is that? Seeing it in the eyes, with your eyes, your spiritual eyes. Start painting the picture. Start looking at the scriptures and start seeing it. And you'll have it. Take the steps. He'll show you in the spirit too. Take the steps that you're supposed to do by faith. Jesus says this in John eleven forty. I'm sorry, I'm going really long, but, um, okay. Um, <laughs> who will give me five more minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20, okay. Another joke of my dad's. Okay. In John eleven forty, Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? What is believing? It's seeing with the eye of faith. How are you going to see the manifestations of the Spirit of God? How are you going to see the fulfillment of the promises of God? How are you going to see, naturally speaking, the manifestation of what God promised you? You're going to see it with the eyes of your spirit, the eyes of faith. Faith sees. Faith believes. Faith expects that whatever he said, and, and according to these, these prophets, what he says, he also shows. And we know in these last days, this is how he's speaking. Dreams, visions, revelations, also prophecy, and also the word of God. But these are other ways he's speaking. He shows you with the eyes of your spirit. If you're taking notes, you can uh, write down for yourself to look at Revelations 4, 2 through 8. John is in the spirit, and he sees the throne room of God. John had eyes to see what the spirit of God was showing him. So when God shows you something, you need to put weight on it because he is showing you so that you can have a successful life. Amen? Ezekiel 44.4, Then the man brought to me by the way of the north gate to the front of the temple. I looked... And I saw the glory of the Lord filling the temple. He didn't see it naturally, people. When you see a cloud, he's not talking naturally. Clouds don't come into a building, naturally speaking. He saw in the spirit the cloud of glory. But notice what he did before he saw. The man brought me by the way of the north gate at the front of the temple. So he's up here in the sanctuary. He's up front. Okay? And I looked, and then I saw. He had to exercise his spiritual sight. 
he had to expect that God was going to show him something. When you go to pray, when you go to your watch place, expect to see with the eyes of the spirit that you have already been given. Hallelujah. Almost done. I passed up some, and I said some already that I could pass up. So start looking with the eyes of faith to see the fulfillment of whatever God speaks to you, whatever God shows you, whatever he's saying to you in the word of God. Hallelujah. I want to say the scripture again. Isaiah 43, 19. For I am about to do something new. See? Don't you see? So he tells us things about the future through vision, and he expects you to be looking for it. See it with the eye of faith. God's getting ready to show us, reveal to us what he has in store for us as a church, as individuals, as families. He's not expecting us to, to walk blindly through life. He says your footsteps are ordered of the Lord as a child of God. How? Because he's given you spiritual sight and spiritual ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying to the church. Don't you think his word is true? He will watch over, but he tells us how we can see. He says, look for it. Look for the cloud. Look for the glory. Look for the promise. Step out in faith if he said to do something. Step out in faith and expect no matter what the circumstances, naturally speaking, says, but look at the things which are not seen. Because those are more powerful than the things that are seen. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says, since you have been raised to this new life in Christ. In other words, if you're a believer and you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your inheritance. This is where you should be operating. Now set your sights, your spiritual vision on the realities of heaven. See into the kingdom realm with the eyes of faith, with the eyes of your spirit. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. Let me just pause there. Jesus said, I'm going to go away and you're not going to see me anymore. But then, I'm gonna, then you're going to see me again. This is what he's talking about. Now your eyes are opened by the spirit of God to see the realities of the kingdom of heaven. Now that you are in this new life, set your sights in the realities of heaven where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. This is your ability now that you are a believer, is what he's saying. Think about the things of heaven. How, so he's telling you, how can I see the kingdom of heaven? It starts right here with your imagination. Close your eyes. I'm just saying, like, in your time. Close your eyes and look with the eyes of faith at what heaven looks like. Look in Revelation at John when, when he says, uh, in Revelation 4, when he starts painting the picture by the word of God of what it looks like. And take that and see it with your imagination. We have a renewed mind. It's okay. You're meditating on the word of God when you see it with the eye of faith. He says, think about the things of heaven. Meditate on with your imagination the things of the things of the kingdom of heaven. But he says, not the things of this earth. Doesn't that sound a lot like focus on the things that are see unseen, but not the things that are seen? 
because now we are operating as children of God, as spiritual beings who have spiritual eyes and ears. So this is how you operate in this. You think about things of the heaven, the heaven. <laughs> you think about the things of heaven, not so much the things of this earth. You focus on the things of heaven, not so much the things of this earth. Spend time praying and, and expecting and looking with the eyes of faith at what he's showing you. Spend time, take a passage. If you want to start seeing heaven, then take that, that Revelations 4. Start reading through it so it gets down in your spirit. Then close your eyes and see it. That's you acting upon the word. But then when God sees fit, now that he sees that you're faithful to to. to act upon the word in this area, then he'll start initiating some things. You're about to enjoy life so much more because you're going to see in the spirit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. This is actually one of the main ways the Lord has been leading. And we should be expecting in this new life. He says it. Now that you've been raised to this new life, set your sights on the realities of heaven. See the unseen. This is one of the first promises. Now that you're in as a believer and you received me, you're a spiritual being. Now start seeing in the spirit. How do I do that, Lord? Start thinking about the things of heaven. Start thinking, God gave his angels charge over me. Okay, how does that look? Oh, I see one in white. I see one in blue. And you start seeing it with the eye of faith. And then sometimes as, he, as you practice and as you meditate, what you're doing is you're meditating on the word. You're seeing with your imagination the word of God. Then he'll initiate when you're spending time with him just out of the blue when he wants to. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 26, 41 says, watch and pray. Look with eyes of faith and expectation. Sometimes we see more with our natural eye, and we shouldn't be. We should be seeing more with our spiritual eyes, focusing on things of the Spirit. Okay, I'm almost there. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No one has ever seen or heard anything like this. Never so much as imagined anything like this. What God has arranged for those who love him. But you have seen it, and you have heard it, because God, by his spirit, has brought it all out into the open for you. Isn't that so cool? No one in the natural, no eye has seen, no ear has heard the things that God has prepared for those he loves. But you have seen it. You have heard it. Because you're operating in it. Because you're practicing it. That gets me excited. This is promises of God. His word will not return void. You have seen it. You have heard it because the spirit of God has brought it all out into the open. Hallelujah. This is the new thing. Even though he's done it before and he never changes, this is the new thing. Why can I say that? Because Acts 2 says, in these last days, I'm pouring out my spirit upon all flesh, all people. You're not just a prophet when you operate in this stuff. All people, sons and daughters, young and old, will prophesy, will have dreams, will have visions, revelations from heaven. Hallelujah. In these last days, this is increasing. He's revealing by the spirit of God things to come. Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more 
than all we ask or what? Imagine. And what is imagine? It's seeing. With the eye of faith, he can do above and beyond what you can see with the eye of faith according to his power that is at work within us. So people of God, I encourage you, Focus on the Lord. Focus on his word. Imagine, meditate upon it day and night. He says you'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water. Your leaf will not wither and whatever you do will prosper. Why? Because he's ordering your footsteps. Because he's showing you things to come. Because he's revealing the heart of the Father. He's showing you what to do, what not to do, what to give place to, what not to give place to. If you're focused on Jesus and the things above, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. It's a promise. Listen, I'm going to pray this prayer over you. Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding, or another version says, the eyes of your heart, or you could even say, the eyes of your spirit would be opened and enlightened. That you would know the hope of his calling. That you would know the future of what he has for you. And that you would know the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. You're not going to even know what he has for you or his glory or his riches unless you're seeing in the spirit. So Paul's praying for us as believers that our eyes would be open in the spirit to begin operating in this. So we can hear and see by the spirit of God what he has for the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you guys have somewhere else to go? All right. Well, we're going to do one more, one more little thing that God showed me. Okay. Kristen, you want to come up here, please? So um, I had to face something down there. Okay. So God gave me a passage. Okay. So as I was worshiping, um, this passage came to me, and I just heard the Lord say something over you. So, and he, um, he had Matthew 25, 20 through 23. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing him five talents more, saying, Master, you have delivered unto me five talents. Here I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. Now I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you have delivered to me two talents. Here I have made you two more talents. And his master said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, and I'm going to set you over much more. Enter into your, the glory of your master. I hear that over you, and God saying, you have, steward <laughs> you have stewarded this very thing that I've been talking about today. And he says, you have been faithful to set your hand to every single thing that he is showing you and taking it with the weight upon it and believing it, like he's saying it directly to you, through, through, through visions, through dreams, through, through revelations from the Lord, you take it and you believe it. And God says, because you have been faithful to steward the very little that I have given you, so much more is what I have in store for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, right now. Such great increase in the name of Jesus. Hang on, you gotta stay standing. All right, now those of you who want to see more in the spirit, 
We're going to release that to you. So come on up and we're just going to release that to you. Lord, we pray, open up the eyes of their understanding. Let them be enlightened. Let them know the hope of their calling. Let them know the exceeding greatness of your calling for them who believes in you. Father, we pray, open up their eyes, Lord, like the prophet said. Open up their eyes that they may see and their ears that they may hear in this season what your spirit is saying to the church in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're going to be quick. We're going to just release to you.